Hello everyone, Carter here, bringing you another episode of Out of the Hourglass, presented by Nolan Consulting Group. Out of the Hourglass is here to help small business owners and contractors like you visualize their goals, develop their team, and build sustainable growth. Today's episode features our resident field expert, Connell Moraney, hosted by Catherine Freeman. Connell discusses what Nolan Painting is implementing this fall from a safety perspective. As we all know, safety is essential to your business running smoothly, and complications regarding COVID-19 mean more attention and effort on keeping your employees and customers safe. Thanks for listening, and as always, don't forget to rate and subscribe. Enjoy the show! Well, thanks very much, Carter, for that great intro. I'm here with Connell Mulraney today. Uh, We're going to talk a little bit about how we're preparing for fall in the field, some of the things that have changed over the last six months, some of the things that stayed the same, and how some of the preparation that Nolan Painting has put into effect has really helped them to stay the course and and be focused about this. So tell me a little bit about that, Connell. You know, you've you've certainly settled into a routine now, right, with Nolan Painting. What's going on? So we we have. We're back in routine again. So, you know, we came back in May uh, when we were allowed back, and, you know, Safe to say, we kind of we were we were very unsure. I've I've actually covered this in the past, on, on previous um, podcasts, and we did. We tested the waters, watched to see, you know, what does the new norm look like? How are our clients feeling? Uh, you know, and we didn't even know really what we could do and what we would have. You know, were people even going to let us into their homes? Uh, we were actually pleasantly surprised because um, we started to build a schedule, uh, and it was. It was a hit or miss schedule. Like it wasn't like this is what we're going to do. We just took a number and we thought, let's try for this number of a revenue and let's try to get as many customers back on schedule as possible. So we started reaching out to the to the customers and um, again, I think we were pleasantly surprised. There were a lot of them were yeah, you know, some of them were like, where have you been? And I'm thinking, have you watched the news? <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, you know, and others were um, you know others were delighted to hear from us. Um, Kevin even had sent out emails to customers and the, the response he got was incredible. So we, again, we built our schedule. Uh, Joanna and Beth, who client advocates up front, work with the, with the uh, scheduling. And they were awesome because they, you know, they asked some great questions uh, and asked the right questions to customers. Are you comfortable with us coming back? Are you okay with the people being in, uh, or employees being in your home? Uh, they even further let them know that we did, you know, we did our due diligence on CDC training um, for the for for being around people, and even asked them, you know, simple little things like, are you okay with the guys using your powder room, or do we need to get a porta bottle? And so sometimes we would have to get a porta pot for the job, uh, sometimes we didn't, and sometimes the clients would say, it's okay, we'll be in the back of the house. They have the whole front, they have the upstairs. It's all for them. Uh, we've we've designated a powder room for them so they're safe um again we spent a good bit of time training our employees on cdc mm-hmm. uh, and the rules and how to how to uh, work around customers home <laughs> like little things like we ordered tons of masks we ordered tons of sanitizer you know we made sure we had the stuff and um you know we had rules around how many people could work on a job and so that kicked us off that was our that was our sort of setting into the routine I'm going to interrupt you there because I was saying when I came into the building this this morning, you guys, not only are you 
are you verbally saying this is what we're doing but there are signs up everywhere yes. saying wear a mask yep. you know even in they've the, the signs are also in spanish yes they are right yeah we want to make sure that that's very well communicated uh to all of our employees and and so it has speaking of communication how you know how has it changed when you're or or how's how's it stayed the same so it stayed the same in some in some retrospects so as supervisors uh, my colin and myself are out in the field and we're communicating to employees we have field managers who are a mini version of ourselves and they're doing the same thing um we we still have uh, we still have our HR meeting on a Monday morning. That has not changed. It's small, mm-hmm. and we're spread out, so we were able to keep that going. Uh, we did a small version of our Wednesday morning meeting, our operations meeting. We still do our pre-ops meeting on a Tuesday, spread out. Uh, some of the guys would zoom in for that, but, but for, for the normal part, yeah, we still had small meetings uh, in the office, and then the rest of it, you know, was taken over by Zoom. Now, of course, I didn't buy any stock on oh, Zoom. Yeah, so right. We've all, uh, we all missed an opportunity. If I had, there. I wouldn't be sitting here you now. You know what else? What else is a big growth industry? Tents. Tents are huge, yes. Co- Colin, he's, he's got that yeah. hammer down, doesn't he? Yeah, tents. He, Walk tents. down the street and every restaurant has a yeah, tent. It has a tent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a, that's a big one. So we started, um, we, we had our, everybody on Zoom accounts. We actually used Zoom as a first Friday. To reach out to employees and everything they got there but zoom became a big part of our world you know we had our teasing problems with in the beginning you know uh, mute yourself the, the usual stuff you know you're making noise i can see what you're doing you forget you're on zoom sometimes but for the most part zoom jumped in and that's how we started conducting our communications uh, when we couldn't have large groups so um and then of course kevin once a month or so does a video that goes out to all the employees because i think that's important you know that you know, and in, in the lapse of the f- first Friday, that there's still something that there's some message because in a first Friday you can deliver a message to the company and uh, to those that are there anyway, and um, so this becomes the part of it. You know, this right. takes over. Zoom takes over from that. Right. We were talking earlier too about the culture piece of it. Yeah. You know, and being able to promote the Nolan painting culture may be uh more complicated now that you're doing a lot of it by zoom but you guys work on it every day don't we you wor- we work on it every day because like we said earlier culture eats strategy for breakfast and so it does and so it's important that we keep that culture t- alive uh, in the company i mean it, and it, it is happening every day uh, guys are still having a little bit of fun mm-hmm. you know you, you know and amidst everything that's gone down they're having a little bit of fun they're being careful but at the same time they're the culture's good that's that's part of that glue that's keeping the company you know keeps the company together right and and thank god we've plenty of that glue right good yeah um oozing at the seams right yeah um you know we were talking a little bit about how the staying connected with people does become a little bit more complicated um how do you folks deal with your new hires or your trainees you know is there a, a change in your structure to make that happen or is it just um so there wasn't a huge strange change there in a lot of ways like so new hires right so um say for example you're you're a new hire and you're starting next monday or next Mm -hmm. tuesday you know you 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 get an email from colleen from hr directing you what time to show up at uh you come to the office uh we're still doing that little mini orientation 
Um, you're spread out, so they're more than five feet apart. We don't start huge groups, and they never really are huge. There's only four or five at a time anyway, or three to four to five. And so they, we, we do that. We set it up in the conference room. Uh, Colleen takes them through everything that they need to know about Nolan Painting, and they're, they're you know, getting on payroll, getting their T-sheets together, how to, how to look at smart sheets, and then we have you know videos that we play for the for the uh, new hires. So I mean that's pretty normal. Like I mean that has not changed. Um, so I guess some of the things that may have changed a little bit would be, um, you know, not been uh, not having too many people around when we're doing orientation. So we don't want to you know a whole gang there of other people in and out. So we keep them you know keep them off to their to their to their own in the conference room. Um, pretty much that's that's pretty much it that's where it it ends like i mean it's it stays right like that um training for trainees that's still happening in the field that's as normal as could be because it's on the job training that doesn't change so we're lucky there because we had that in place so that's normal um that's that's a continuing thing it's it works so they work with their learning paths uh, job leaders crew leaders field managers follow up with them make sure that that is happening, um, and that I think is is as big. We also do um, meetings uh, once a week with our field managers. We rotate them around, and that is a big picture for us then as to what's happening with the group. And you can you know you can kind of monitor how they're how they're coming along. Uh, the field manager gets to talk about each employee's um, learning path. Where is he at? Where does he need more training? Uh, so that's very normal. I mean, that's that's and that is not. Like, I mean, that's nice to see because you need some sort of normalcy in the whole the whole thing that's going down. Um, I'm going to interrupt you there because I you're you're reminding me of something that Brian has been really stressing, and that is that you've got to control your controllables. Mm-hmm. And usually, when we're when we're saying that statement, we're we're maybe talking to a business owner and talking about you know making sure that you're making your accounts receivable calls, yeah. right? But control your controllables happens in the field mm-hmm. as well. Like, mm-hmm. don't focus on what you can't control. But focus what you can. Focus on what you can. Yeah. You know, you can focus on CDC standards. You, yep. can, you can focus on somebody's training pathway. Mm-hmm. That's controllable. That's controllable, very. And, I mean, even in, in this meeting, we have a small agenda, you know. Uh, what, we work in little squads, so tell me about the squads. Who's, are, the, are the guys staying in their squad? Because... You, know, you get used to your own little squad. You you want to stay there. You don't want guys popping all over the place. Employees jumping from one place to another, uh, because that also controls your CDC, keeping them in little right. keeping little pods. Uh, we look at their pay scale, so that doesn't fall between the cracks. It's one of your controllables, as you said. Um, we look at the territory that they're in, and making sure that they stay in their territory. That's great. That's great. Um, when we were uh, thinking about. Um, this particular podcast, you know, we, I know you guys spend a lot of time talking about safety and Mm -hmm. I'm thinking, you know, what were the things that you guys had in place? And and actually, let me, I'm going to, Carter, make a note because we need to restart this piece of it. Um, I know that you guys had a scare a couple of weeks ago and, and um, Kevin's actually talked about it on a Mm -hmm. podcast. You know, somebody fell off of a ladder. Um, What are the things that you guys had in place that helped you to react to this so that it wasn't a catastrophe? And what are the things that maybe got changed as a result 
Right, so we had in place, uh, we have a pretty decent safety program in place. Um, so we're constantly talking about being safe. We're always, you know, we just a perfect example. We've bought, uh, over the years, we've bought several high-reach equipment to get guys up there safely. We've done a lot with with um, harnesses to make sure that people are har- certified on their harnesses. And we've PPE is just a big thing with us. Mm-hmm. And, and we've had documentation. We do safety huddles during the day. Every, every morning, the guys have to do a safety huddle. So, um, and we record everything. Like we, all the meetings that we had, the different things that we do is kind of recorded. So when the accident did happen, you know, we knew how to react to, you know, we, we had in, in place a plan that if somebody did get injured, you know, how you, what do you do? And so it was fast. I mean, it just happened pretty quick. Well, the fall happened pretty quick too. But uh, but at the same time... probably in his head. It was yeah, probably in slow motion. In slow motion. But we acted pretty quick. You know, the ambulance was there quick. We were there very fast. Uh, Kevin was followed the ambulance to the hospital. Uh, we reached out to his wife right away. Um, and then we followed up really well with, with the injured employee. So that those are key things that, you know... Lots of companies forget about those little things at times. You know, well, what do you do? You know, you need to move fast. You need to get, you know, somebody's injured, you, you make the calls. So that's what we did. Um, what has changed? First of all, the ladder that we were using, we probably was used for a different type of setting. So those those are gone. We've taken them out of the, uh, out of the workplace, except the one that the accident happened with, because you do need to preserve your evidence. I expect that we will get a visit from OSHA at some stage for, over this. Um, so we preserved that. And, you know, um, we we brushed up a little bit on our accident reporting, like, you know, gathering the right data and, and getting the right um, information and and everybody writing down what, what happened. You need to do those things. There is an interview process when, when an accident happens and you need to be able to follow up with that. And what does that look like? And um, so we did. We had, we interviewed the homeowners because they were right there. We interviewed the people that were on the job, the employees, and what did they see? And you know, when uh, when the injured employee was was able to talk a little bit, um, we were able to in- talk with him as well and get a quick interview as to what happened. Uh, at the end of the day, it could have been a hell of a lot worse. But um, these near misses, you know, in the past we've we've do- we've talked about them. And so I think that's that's key as well. And you know, I think the 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 full circle piece of it then becomes the if you're if you be if you're creating that safety mindset, then when your team goes home and they're doing projects, mm-hmm. right? I I was saying how my uh, sons painted my garage and we were wrapping up a we were wrapping up a piece of it and they were giving my husband grief about being on a ladder Good. and not practicing ladder safety, and you know that's that's a funny story, but there is a so what to it. The so yeah. what is when somebody's at home doing something, they're not putting themselves into harm's way, which means that it would impact yeah. your revenue. Yeah. Right, your yeah. revenue production. Exactly. How many people have lost team members to a fall or an yeah. accident or something stupid yeah. at home because yes. they're not safe? They're not, they're not being safe. And, uh, you know, so uh, the other way to, you know, employees are not deliberately setting themselves up to fall, trust me. No. Uh, right. And so a lot of times what you find out is that you're protecting yourself from them, from them you're protecting yeah. them from themselves. And so you have to constantly have those conversations. Don't, please don't do that. Right. You know, you just... 
don't miss the moments. You know, you hate going into a site and going, I, I don't like going into a site and going, yeah, I've got to pick stuff out. I mean, that's not what you want to do. But if, if there's a if there's a ladder situation in front of you, if it's electric wires, if it's if it's paint spray where somebody sprayed down too close to the foundation and now the, the mulch is blowing up on the on the foundation on the nice paint job, I can fix that. You know, we can clean that up. If somebody goes up a ladder and gets too close to electric wires and gets electrocuted, the game is over. Yeah. I can't, I can't, we Seriously. Can't, we cannot <laughs> fix that. Yeah. You know, so, you, you know, pick your battles if you will. Uh, you know, you look at the ladder situations and you go, okay, I'm very aware of this. This should not be the way it is. Yeah. Kevin often says, you know, sometimes the night he doesn't sleep because what, do we do? what is our business? We're on ladders. You know, we have high-reach equipment, but we're on a lot of ladders for eight, nine months of the year. And so the opportunity for something to go wrong is there. Yeah. And so you have to pick that opportunity when you go on the job to make sure that it doesn't go wrong, right. you know, by having that little conversation. Right. And, uh, and that's when, when you're constantly doing that, people realize that this is the culture. We're not accepting it. Right. Oh, well, I want to I want to change tacks a little bit okay. here because I think um, one of the other uh, circumstances that we find ourselves in now with this COVID world is uh, potentially changing schedules because of, you know, p- parental needs. Um, are you guys approaching your fall scheduling any differently as a result of that or or has it been as much of an impact um so what we did was we're always aware of employees needs like i mean let's face it you know with with kids not being able to get to school and babysitters and daycares not being open and you know employees have their needs i mean it's uh, for some families it's okay because the spouse has decided they're staying at home the they're going to you know be with the kids all the time so that works out for them but then there's other cases you know where they're constantly trying to juggle around get in can't get in have to leave early maybe because there's some little scare and they decided everybody goes home today um and then so what we did was we actually went around and asked um other all the employees you know how is this going to be affecting you come school time, come, you know, time for kids to go back to school or even just in daycare. And we were surprised to find it wasn't wasn't that bad. Like a lot of our employees had um, things in place. Uh, uh, Colleen in HR has looked at it, you know, she she p- picks up a lot of the work too. Like, I mean, she for um, expanded leave or um, emergency leave, you know, there's paperwork to be filled out for that now. So she's working on that. And um, she do, Colleen does a bang-up job with that. She's great on it. She's on top of it all the time. But um, medical emergency leave, uh, that's going to kick in this this summer, end of the summer. Uh, there's a couple of employees that's going to go on it. One in particular has gone already. Yeah. Um, his wife is a teacher, and he's out for three months. Yeah. You know, so we'll be, you know, we'll be paying so much, and there'll be a tax credit for that employee, and that's how we make it work. What I, what I love to hear about that is that you guys asked the question. So rather than sitting back and waiting for it to happen, you ask the question. Yeah. And I think in, a, in many cases, we're afraid to ask the question because we're afraid of what the answer is going to be. Or maybe, maybe we're even thinking if I, if I ask the question, it's going to plant a seed and somebody's yeah. going to take advantage. But what you're doing is you're showing compassion for your people. Mm-hmm. Um, 
that's part of that culture of engagement. That's part of being the best place to work. And if you're not asking the questions, you're going to be surprised. And then you're going to be behind the eight ball. (laughs) So that's, that's how basically how it goes. Um, so, yeah, you want the leadership cards? <laughs> move on to the leadership. Apparently, right. he doesn't want to talk about that anymore. He's no. done. <laughs> tell me a little bit about um, Connell. Tell me a little bit about the leadership competency. So you mentioned him earlier. Colleen did some work during the shutdown. Yes. Uh, what are you? What are you folks doing about preparing your next level leaders for? maybe their next roles. Yes, so um, that's one thing that came out of the pandemic was out of the ashes of that is uh, we had time on our hands and, you know, so never waste downtime. Right. Uh, so we worked on uh, the competencies and we looked at uh, each each one of them, like the field manager, the crew leader, the job leader. You know, we had, we had a lot of material and that some of it was here, some of it was there. So we managed to condense it into what we would like it to be. And that's something we're going to work off of. So um, the first one that we worked on was the field managers, what, what the competencies would be there and what would, we, what would we like to see them do. And so we built it and we had, um, Colleen had a lot, of, lot to do with this actually. And we had links for books that they could read. Um, we had links to podcasts that we done we, that we did in the past that were important and I think were very helpful and educational to the guys, and so they're able to link into those. So we showed them at a Wednesday morning meeting. Uh, we went down through them. We picked a topic in each one of them each week till we got it through with all the field managers, and then we the next one was crew leaders. We asked the crew leaders to zoom in, and they zoomed and listened because we didn't want everybody there at our meeting and so we went down through the same thing as we did with the field managers we looked at their competencies and what what would they look like what could they what do they need to do every week or every day in the job and so yeah that's working good then we're down now with job leaders and the same thing there's links to everything so it's um it's not complete by no means um, a good job today is better than a perfect one tomorrow. Absolutely. But we're on the road with it and we'll build off of this, but uh, it's, it's, it's exciting to say the least. For anybody who's listening and is curious about those, um, we do have some raw templates available, yeah. but we're also planning on doing a full bore webinar at some point with Brian and yeah. Kevin yes. so that we can actually show them in in. And all of their premature glory. Yeah, so, exactly. So that that is on the agenda. Stay tuned for information, yes. more information there. Um, you mentioned books, and yes. that's something that I know has also come out mm-hmm. of this. Um, tell me a little bit about the the process now f- for leaders and really anybody who wants to wants, get yes. engaged in the book group. Get tell me about that. So uh, Kevin introduced the books again. Uh, we've done we, we we did this in the past. Uh, and we're doing it again and so it's different books um, this time we're doing them by audible he has a lot of credits to uh, audible so we're sending books out to anybody that wants them so we started out with in the field manager for example first break all the rules one of the books that we picked um, it's a great book it has a lot of tools in it for managing people 
um, managing your your role, staying in your role, what your role should look like, what their role should look like, what it's look what it is to look at uh, at everything from thirty thousand feet, twenty thousand feet, all the way down. So um, we spent everybody got anybody that wanted it got it, and then we spent a couple of weeks listening to it, and then Kevin actually you know went round kind of round the room, uh, asking different people, you know, what's your take, like what's your synopsis, what did you what are some of the most important things to you in the book? And you could tell whether somebody read the book or not. Right. You know, and uh, I think the participation was brilliant. And uh, some, of the, some of the answers and some of the, 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 the wrap-up of what they got out of it was really cool. Yeah. yeah. You know, the key, the key to doing something like that is that takeaway mm-hmm. piece of it. Yes. You know, because if you're just assigning a book and not mm-hmm. having any conversation about it or how somebody's going to practically apply it, you might as well just, you know, leave throw it, up, it out leave, there into the wind, right? <laughs> leave it up on the shelf and gather exactly, dust. Exactly, exactly. But, but the wraparound piece, how are you going to use this, whether yeah. it's a personal or a professional use, becomes pretty yeah. pretty important. Um, is there anything else that we've not talked about? Anything we need to know? So about? we're well. So we're busy, and uh, the only other thing we would be talking about normally at this time of the well, a little bit now, uh, we would be beating the drum about winter is coming. Yeah, we have a lot of work on the board. Uh, we're we have a, we have a big backlog, uh, which is surprising, but we have, and um, so pruning is something you know it'll not happen hopefully, mm-hmm. but you know if the pipeline of work was to dry up. Um, we don't know the fall, the winter, and the, sorry, the winter actually for us is still unsure because you're moving a whole operation from outside to inside. And so far, we have had very little resistance from customers about being inside their homes. However, you take kids being homeschooled, some kids not being in daycare, we don't know what that world looks like. It's unsure. And, it, you know, you shouldn't plan out that, well, you can plan a little bit, but we. We can't anticipate what it's going to look like. We just have to look at the waters as they come and see how we're going to deal with it. That's what we've been doing for the last four or five months, so four months, whatever. So, um, but if the pipeline was to dry up, we would be looking at pruning, yeah, and downsizing a little bit for the winter. And what does that look like? Yeah, um, I, I'll I'll add too. I think you know the focus that you folks have made on looking at leadership skills practicing safety on the job site, all of that allows you to be very agile in the moment. Um, so you can, you can, as Brian says, control your controllables mm-hmm. all along the way, meaning that then when you're faced with this bit of unknowable, it's not scary exactly. because you've got control. You've got, you've got control. control. Yeah, exactly. So that's, so that's pretty much it. Okay. Well, good. All right. Well, listen, Connell, really appreciate your time today. Thank you very much for joining us. Carter, thanks for uh, listening in and helping us to be as good as we are. Thank you, Carter. Um, Hope everybody has a great afternoon out there, and we'll see you on the other side. Thanks for listening to this episode. Out of the Hourglass is recorded and produced by the team at Nolan Consulting Group, a nationwide business consulting firm located outside Philadelphia. Have a question, comment, or idea for a future episode? We'd like to hear from you. Visit our website, www.nolancg.com.